Hey, Boker Tov. Today's stuff is Yodalid. And we pick up with, um, well, why don't we pick up with El Amar Marsutra? It's like six lines in. Basically, we're dealing with the Mishnah that said that if somebody gives a, appoints somebody to deliver a get or a star shikhur to his slave um, and dies, it's not delivered after he's dead. But if somebody gives away money and he dies, um, commands that the property be distributed and he dies, it is given after his death. And the question is why? So there are basically two explanations of the Mishnah. One is he said it on his deathbed, and it's based on the principle of words of Shkivmira are like they're signed and sealed and delivered, which basically is Chazal, you know, creating the power for like a deathbed bequest and the other explanation is no he's alive and healthy but all three parties are in the room and it's a principle of Mahmoud Shlushkan three parties meaning he's not just saying give a hundred dollars to Ruvain he's saying the hundred dollars that Shimon owes me rather than that Shimon shouldn't pay me he should pay that hundred dollars to Ruvain and if Shimon and Ruvain are both in the room together with him at the same time it works and that's a principle called Mahmoud Shlushkan the three of them are present and the more wanted to understand what that was based on if they're actually we're talking about a uh, concrete object that Shimon is holding on to and it's being transferred to Ruvain then uh, you know it could work because it's uh, it's in Shimon's property and takes po- and that property and essentially takes possession of it for Ruvain but if it applies even to an abstract debt not only to a Picadon but even a Milza what is the way in which it tra- what is the way in which it can transfer so the Gemara gave some pos- ex- possible mechanics but it rejected them for various reasons and the question is how, what is the mechanism through which this money that's owed can be transferred to the thir- a third party if they're all present in the room at the same time. And the Gemara says, Ella Ama Marzutra, so says Marzutra, Yudalam Ralef, about six lines in, says Marzutra, Hari Plus Mili, these three ideas uh, or um, uh, things, Shavino Rabbanan Kim Hilchazabalotama, the rabbis made them like halachas without a reason. Now, Dozen says it doesn't mean that the, there's no reason for instituting them, it means the, the mechanics don't really work. Okay, there's no good explanation for the mechanism, but nevertheless, the rabbi said that they'll work even without a clear mechanism. Okay, and what are those three? Um, the Chadaha, one, what we just said, the idea of Mamad Shlashtan, the Idach, the second one is, if somebody uh, writes all of his property into his, in his wife's name, he basically writes a star, says he's giving all of his property to his wife so we say he didn't literally transfer it all to his wife it was really his way of saying that he is empowering her uh, you know to um, as the executive executor of I mean he's not dead but you know as the person a power of attorney he's giving her the authority to make decisions about the property okay but he is not actually transferring its ownership to him to her and that's really you know again there's not a good logic to star maybe he didn't want to give it all over why should we interpret it any, as anything other than it is? But nevertheless, uh, we say, no, we're going to assume that logically a person would not give away the way the uh, Tos, we'll, we'll read Tosos, let's go to Tosos, Kiyochotzabulotama, Tosos says, Pirish, Mashamoiliknos, meaning what, what enables it to work? I mean, it doesn't mean that there's no purpose for instituting this. The question is, what's the mechanism? The mechanism is not really, is not really clear. There's a reason why they instituted the idea of the ability to transfer, you know, a debt to a third party if they're all present. Uh, my um, 
Meaning, no, because that's an easy and efficient way of transferring, you know, property that's owned to me to a third property. So, I mean, the mechanism isn't clear, but, you know, they, they, it, it would, it was something that's helpful in the world of commerce to have the ability to do that. The logic is, is that we assume that a person would not want to abandon his children, basically write them completely out of his estate and give all of his property to his wife. Okay, didn't know about our certain, you know, survivor laws where it all goes to the spouse. You know, in that, in those, in that world, you know, you want to leave your property to your descendants, not to your wife. So if you're giving it all to your wife, we assume you didn't really mean it. Okay? The ain't derech lasus the only reason to do it is a way of saying that you're giving her basically power of attorney so actually I mean you know you can't really explain that he gave it all over so it's not a clear it's not so overwhelming that that's the idea that we would void the gift but nevertheless we're going to interpret it through that lens okay to e so back to the Gemara and the third one is to Amar Av Chanina Hamasi Isha if you basically marry off your son um, and you throw a wedding party to him and you have the chuppah in a house that you built specifically for your son not the house that you're living in so it says, well, let's say you know you took all of your own you know effects out of the house and you made the whole and you, and you sort of had the party in the house and the, you know it was just made for him the house so in that case um, you basically are assumed to be transferring ownership of the house to the son okay so those are three things now the last two it's sort of like we are trying to get at your so we assume that that was your desire, even though you didn't actually do those things. We use your, we use what we presume your das to be to interpret it. The first one, it was, you know, your desire is explicit. What the problem is is that there's not a clear mechanism to transfer. But nevertheless, these are three things that the rabbi said. These are how the way these things are going to work, even though the mechanism maybe is not totally clear. Okay, but that's the principle about mamish lashdan. And then Tosos wants to know once mamish lashdan works in a somewhat arbitrary way without trying to argue like a logical mechanism would it work even if one the party the other parties are you know one of the parties is refusing if Reuven owes me a hundred dollars and I'm saying don't pay me pay Shimon and we're all me and Reuven and Shimon are all in the room what if Reuven says no I refuse to transfer the debt to Shimon so Tos says maybe it doesn't work because you know we don't need a mechanism that makes Reuven willing to transfer the money just Chazal gave me the ability to do that and then Tos wants to know what happens if one of the three parties is not Jewish would it even work in that case? And Tosa speculates about what the halach would be in those scenarios. Okay? So now the Gemara says like this. Um, so that's the idea that Maimon and that might be what's going on in the Mishnah, that the guy was healthy, and the reason that you give it Lachamisa is because he has this ability to transfer if all three parties are in the room. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Um... I'm going to Rav Rav Acha Bardula. Um, so Rav says Rav Acha Bardula. Kava de Morika, a kav of Morika, which is um, some type of, I think it's uh, some type of a spice or something. Um, hold on, let me see. Saffron, that's right. So it's a certain like a... a huge amount of saffron. I know, actually, especially because saffron was extremely expensive, right? Today it, is, it costs as much by weight as gold. 
Really? Even yeah. today? Even today, yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's an enormous amount, actually, of value, which is going to be quite ironic given what the Gemara's next thing the Gemara's going to say. Isli um, Gabach. I owe, uh, you know, you, I have by you, meaning you owe to me, I lent you once a, um, or I had you watch for me this, uh, you know, whatever kav is, I don't know, five pounds of saffron. Okay, okay, and go ahead, that, that saffron that you're holding on to me, give it to this other guy, give it to Rufain. So it's like a Mimic Shlushtan, you owe me this, it's my property in your possession, give it to this third guy. And I'm telling you this in, in Ruvain's presence. I want you to give it over to Ruvain. I'm telling you this in Ruvain's presence. And, um, and, I, that I should, and I'm not going to reverse myself. I'm telling you in Ruvain's presence that I should not reverse myself. So the Gemara says, it sounds like he's only saying to do it in the presence of the other guy as a way of getting him to keep his word. So the Gemara says, it sounds like from a legal perspective, that he can back out. That even though he said, give it to Ruvain, right? it sounds like legally he would be able to back out. But he's just doing it. I'm saying this in front of Ruvain to make sure that I don't back out. So it sounds like as a matter of, uh, that he legally would be entitled to do such. Why is that true? Why wouldn't it work because of my Mishlashtan and then it would, he could have back out? So the Gemara says, um, no, no, here's what it means. It means, no, I'm saying it in front of Ruvain not to force me because of embarrassment to not back out. I'm saying it in front of Ruvain so that it's legally binding. And so there's not the legal ability to back out, okay? So basically saying, I'm saying it in front of Ruvain so it's binding in principles of my Mishlashtan and now I won't be able to back out. So the Gemara says, um, when, um, so the Gemara says, um, so the Gemara says, Ha'ama Rav Chadazimna. Why does Rav have to say? Why, why do we have to teach this? That he said, you know, that he was uh, this idea of my mishlash. And didn't he already teach me this halacha? So the um, Amar Ravun Amar Rav. Because Ravuna says in the name of Rav, and he, so it works. And here he's talking. So why do you have to say it? And of course, who says that he was saying it to teach a halachic principle? Maybe he was just actually employing this. You know, it's an interesting story that he actually used it. Well, why do you have to tell it to me? I already know that's halacha. You know, the halacha. He wanted to transfer his saffron. But okay, that's the Gemara's question. Why is this being repeated in his name? Like it's telling me something new. Didn't he already tell me this principle? So the Gemara says no. I might have thought when it's a big gift, that's when you need all three people present. So that then it's like uh, it shows your seriousness of to make it work. But if it's a small gift, maybe you could do it even if all, the, all three parties weren't present, even if the, the receiver was not present. Kamash Malan, even for a small gift. Now the small gift, Rashi says, is the saffron. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says, I know. So Rashi says, uh, Rashi says, Hani Mili, uh, so, but first of all, the first Raji says, Ha'amarav Kadazimna, the Lanale Lemain the Lumatsina Hadarna. Not why did he do the transfer with the saffron, maybe he just wanted to do the transfer with the saffron. But why did he have to make a point of turning that into a legal teaching? When he said, I'm doing it with a saffron, he said, I noticed, 
I'm not going to be able to be backing out because this is the principle of my Shlashan, meaning, Shkirch, you wanted to transfer the saffron, but why did you make a point of emphasizing that this was the principle and that you couldn't back out? You know, so it seems like that there's a Chiddush in that. We already know that. You've taught it before. Of course, you know, if it's a big, you know, you might want to just use an opportunity to reteach it. But anyway, the Gemara's answer is, Honey, Mealy, I would have thought that that thing to be in the front of it, you need all three parties present. Matana Maruba, when it's a big one, Kigon Mana, like a Mana, which is like a hundred dollars. But here, you know, you might have thought if it's a small little thing, just transferring saffron, maybe you don't need all people present. And Rob is emphasizing, no, you do. Of course, the funny thing is, is as Charlie pointed out, that if it's saffron, it's a cob of saffron, it's probably worth a lot more than a hundred dollars. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no years that evidently saffron was inexpensive in earlier times. Right. I mean, saffron was widely called in Asia Minor for use as a spice in the production of yellow dye. However, the term Amorica saffron is alternatively identified as safflower, false saffron. Uh, sometimes used as a less costly something for saffron in the production of dye. Oh, that's interesting. Who says that? Uh, it says, note on 47A. <laughs> okay, whatever. Fine. All right, there you go. So maybe it wasn't saffron. It was something else. Uh, anyway, but that's the principle about my Shlashan, and that's what was going on in the Mishnah, according to some opinions. Okay. Now we've taught this. Now that we've done with um, unpacking the Mishnah and this principle that if a guy says, you know, give this. Uh, um, well, if it's a special thing of a matnas shchiv meira, it takes effect immediately, or maimish shlashin takes effect immediately. Otherwise, it's of a case like you know get or a uh, or a star shikra for a slave. It has to reach uh, the other party. Although a star shikra for a slave, you know, if you actually handed it over, that's the debate of Rebbe Meir the Maybe the other side can, you know, maybe the shaliach can just accept it for on behalf of the slave. So now we're going to deal with um, other types of cases in which you're handing something over to somebody to deliver, and when will it take effect immediately, and when won't it? So let's take a look. Measure like this. Um, or, I'm sorry, we're going to get to that in a minute. First, we're going to deal with another sort of Maimish Lushton case. So first, another example of a Maimish Lushton case. Harunginai, there were certain gardeners. They were doing their accounts, their books. You know, they had lent money to each other during the uh, growing season, and they were, you know, they were just like, you know, uh, what's it called? The balancing their books with one another. Who owes who any money? Okay, Pash Chamusha Easterizusi. So five of these um, uh, of these uh, Zuzim were left over. Slaim, which were Zuzim, which is basically like a, it's a certain coinage of a cheaper coinage than the normal Slaim. Doesn't matter. You know, five bucks was uh, was uh, un, you know was was in, was left over. Um, by one of them. One of them owed five bucks to the rest. Okay, it's like you're. You know, when like you're splitting the restaurant bill, right? So, hey, this, that, whatever. You had this, you had this. Okay, fine, whatever, fine. I'll pay 20 bucks. Everybody owes me $3. Okay, fine. Whatever it is. So, this guy owed $5 to the rest of the gardeners. Okay? Um... Uh, they said to this Kim, um, So they said to him, you know what? The owner of the land is here. Like we all are sharecroppers on the land. You owe all of us five bucks. Let's just give it as a nice uh, year-end bonus. It's funny they're giving it to the <laughs> whatever. Let's just let's just give the five bucks to the guy who owns the land. Okay. So okay. Now they said this in the presence of the owner of the land. So it's Maimon Shlushton. He owed the money 
money to this group. This group basically transferred the money that he owed them to the owner of the land. And they said it in the presence of the owner of the land. So it's a case of Maimish Lashtan. Okay, the economy, and not only did he say, yes, fine, but he, they even did a Kenyan, like, you know, uh, like a handkerchief, a Kenyan suitor, to, to, you know, to underscore that he was, uh, was going to go through with it. You don't even need it. The idea of Maimish Lashtan, it works without a Kenyan. It just works verbally. But here he even did a Kenyan to back it up. So now that five bucks has to go to the owner of the land. Fine. Now, then he went home and he reviewed the books. And he realized, one minute, we made a mistake. I don't know anybody five dollars. Okay? Uh, he realized he didn't owe anybody any money. Alright, now Tosa says they, maybe in the end they, they, he showed them the books and they, and they admitted to it or it was just self-evident from the books that they added wrong. Okay, but something that it's not debated. You don't need his namanos. He showed them, he came back and he showed, look guys, we made a mistake. I don't owe anybody any money. Okay? So, also the coming to Rav Nachman. They came to Rav Nachman and said, what should we do? Because he already did a Kenyan that he would pay five bucks to the owner of the land. But now it turns out that actually we had done the math wrong. Okay? So, Amalei, he said, my oven lachas. So, Rav Nachman says, I'm sorry, I can't help you. You've got to give the five bucks. Why? Chala, Dama Ravun, Amarav. First of all, Ravun said in the name of Rav that my Mishlashtan works. And you did a my Mishlashtan. The oh, in addition, Hakonaminach, that you did a Kenyan. So, you committed yourself to pay. Of course, that seems a little bizarre because he only committed himself to pay money he thought he owed which he didn't owe so let's see where the Gemara goes with this I'm like Rava so Rava said to him Atu hi my what's going on here he's not saying I refuse to give the money that I owe then you could say I, you can't refuse my Mishlashan you did a Kenyan you can't back out he's not saying I'm backing out I'm refusing to pay what he's saying is the Laker goodbye comma I don't have that money I will agree to pay all the money I owe to this guy the problem is the, the total amount that I owe is zero. Okay? It's not like I'm refusing to pay that money. It's that I don't have that money. That money that you thought I had in my possession that belonged to somebody else, I don't have in my possession. I don't have anything that I owe to anybody else. Okay? So... Uh, I'm a lay, so if Nachman said back to him, oh, okay, in King kingdom of oh, I didn't realize that. Meaning, he, the way Tosas explains it, Rav Nachman misunderstood the case. Rav Nachman thought, I know, right, Rav Nachman misunderstood the specifics. Rav Nachman thought he was just refusing to pay. And he said, oh, I didn't realize that. It wasn't that, it wasn't that he was refusing, it was that he was saying that he didn't owe the money in the first place. So if that's the case, the whole thing was done, but yeah, sure, you did a Kenyan suitor, but it was all based on a mistake. And therefore, it's not binding. Fine. So that was a case where my mishlashan, but it's not, you know, but it's only my mishlashan only works if it if it's building off of some money that's owed to a certain party. When it turns out no money was owed, obviously nothing was binding. The language wasn't there. He was there. Oh, he was. It says the Mari Ara in the presence of him. Okay. Itmar. Now it was taught. Now okay. So that was the end of an example of my mishlashan. Now we're going to get back to cases that are sort of discussing the case of the Mishnah about giving something to be delivered and what's the consequence when does it take effect right away or otherwise okay so it was taught I say please deliver now okay now in the Mishnah remember I said Tanu 
Okay, give it to Plony. Okay, or um, so. And the Gemara before said ten kizchi. If I say give the get to my slave, okay, then give is translated to mean you can take possession of it. So if you can represent my slave's interest, because zachnam l'shulufan, if you can take possession, that was the principle of ten kizchi. Here I'm not saying give. I'm saying holech. Okay, deliver. So let's take a look. If you don't want it to have it, what's the point of saying holech? You do want it to have it, but you're not necessarily prepared to give it to him right now. The chiddush of ten kizchi is if you can represent my slave's interest, I'm pre- a la- prepared to have you take possession of it from right now. Along the way, is it considered as if it's in your case? Well, exactly. Let's take a look. So I say deliver a hundred dollars to Plony Shani Chayavlu that I owe him. Okay, now you could say, is this a case like you can represent that guy's interest? I'm trying to pay off my debt to this guy. He did not appoint you a shaliach, but maybe zachin shalolam shalobafanov, like the case of the Eved, you can just automatically represent him and take possession of it. So there's two questions. Number one is when I say the word of holech, is that kishchi? Ten we said is kishchi. Is holech kishchi? When I say holech deliver, um, maybe that means I want you clearly just to be conveyed to him. Okay, I do not want you to take possession of it for him, and I'm not prepared to have you take possession for him. So that's number one. What whether my intent will allow you to do it. The other point is, maybe it's not in his interest for you to take possession of that debt. You know why? Because exactly. If you take possession of that debt for him, then I'm off the hook. I'm paid up. And if that money gets lost along the way, then he doesn't get his hundred dollars. So he doesn't want you to take possession of it for him. Okay. So there's two good reasons why we should say that I am not off the hook when I give you that money. So let's take a look. So I am still responsible for its, um, you know, for its, uh, um, you know, for anything that happens to it. Meaning, I have not yet paid up my debt yet. If the money gets lost, I still have to, I owe the guy the money. Okay, because he doesn't want you to, the debt to be paid up yet. One minute. Okay, so that might be. Let's keep on reading. But, it's a middle position. I cannot say to the shaliach, wait, 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 bring the money back. I'll pay him later. I'll pay him when I see him. Okay, so it's a very bizarre position. Basically, the idea is, is that it's totally done in the interests of the person, of the creditor. And what we say is, so I give this to Hanan here. And I say, Hanan, go bring this to Charlie. I own the hundred dollars. So it's not in Charlie's interest, Hanan, for you to represent Charlie to take full possession of the money to have the debt paid off, because then, because he doesn't want, because then, you know, the, if the money got lost, he'd be out. It. So he, you, you do not represent him to have the debt paid off, but you do represent him enough that you. It, it's a very interesting position that you take possession of it to prevent me from telling you to bring the money, to give the money back. So it's a very interesting sort of middle position. You take possession possession of it for Charlie, on Charlie's behalf that I can't back out but not so much that it would actually that Charlie would lose anything in the transaction so you therefore the debt is not yet paid off so, so somehow you can hold it on behalf of Charlie in a way that I can't demand it back but not in a way that the debt is yet so paid off so he doesn't use it all nice game he's supposed to pay you back then right yeah it's not his money right no okay. he's supposed to pay back the other guy yeah right I mean it's not yet the other guy's money it's still my money okay what? Why shouldn't he? Well, that's going to be what the next line is going to be. So let's take a look. But his point is, there's a possible to be a middle position that you can say, no, I'm holding it on, be- for, on behalf of someone, right? And I'm not going to give it back to you because Charlie wants his money back. And I'm holding onto it for his sake. He doesn't own it yet, but it's being held for his sake. And I'm, rep- right? and I'm representing. Now, why, 
now the question is, why am I okay with that? Maybe, you know, so w- let's take a look, okay? So it says like this. Um, no, 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 no. You can't have it both ways. If Charlie does not, if I'm still obligated to, for the, what happens to that money, so the debt is not yet paid off, if the debt is not yet paid off, so it's still my money. If it's still my money, I can get, I can say, give it back. There's no middle position. Either the debt is paid off, and then I'm off the hook, or it's not paid off, and I can retract. There's no middle position. So the Gemara, let's see how the Gemara analyzes. The Gemara says, Let's say this is a debate. One says, when I say, go pay, you know, go bring this to Charlie, holich is like zichi. It's like I'm saying, take possession of it for Charlie, right? Because that's the question also. A, can he represent Charlie's interest? B, am I okay with what's about to transpire? If he wants to... Seize it for Charlie. So one position is Holech is Kiski. I do say I'm okay with him seizing it for Charlie. And therefore, it's not in Charlie's interest for him to seize it completely, as we've said, but it is in Charlie's interest for him to seize it enough that I cannot demand it back. But I have to be okay with that, right? Because if I basically don't want any, Charlie to have any rights to it till the debt's paid off, what entitles him to restrict me that way? Okay, so I have to be basically totally okay with him taking control of it for Charlie, and then Charlie's in the best position. Because Hanan is taking control of it enough to prevent me from do, revert, retracting, but not enough that Charlie, the debt is actually paid off yet. But, it's, but it starts with not only that that's in Charlie's interest, but that I'm okay with that, I'm okay with him taking possession of it. Okay? So, Marsavar Holech Kizchi Dami. Marsavar, the other one says, Shmuel that says, uh, no, it's all or nothing. Holech Lav Kizchi Dami. No, I'm not okay with him taking any possession of it at all. So, it's totally in my possession. And therefore, I can retract myself. So, the Gemara says, no. That would seem a debate, but the Gemara says, no, Shmuel is going further than that. Lo. The Chuleyama Holech Kizchi Dami. Shmuel in principle could agree, Holech is Kizchi. I would be okay with him taking possession possession of it for Charlie, if he would take full possession, if I'd be off the hook. Okay? Shmuel does not have a problem with that I'm prepared for Charlie to take possession of it. The problem is you can't have a middle position. You can't take partial possession. Okay? So... Um, this is a debate we don't say since you um, you know since uh, I'm still responsible I can retract no we're allowed for a middle position where he's taking partial possession of it Umar and Shmuel's of the opinion that we say since no since you're still responsible to get lost then the other guy doesn't owe the money own the money yet and he doesn't own the money yet I'm entitled to retract it okay so everybody agrees that Hanan's going to act in the in, in Charlie's best interest. Everybody agrees that I am prepared for the debt to be fully paid off as of this minute. Okay? And I'm entitling Hanan, I'm empowering Hanan to take possession of it for Charlie. The question is, can you have a middle state where the other side owns, you know, controls it enough that I can't back off, but, I, but I, at the same time, he can say, I haven't had, I'm not considering the debt paid yet. Okay? And Rob says, yes, you can hold it for somebody with preventing me from getting the money back with the debt still not being paid. And Shmuel says, no, I'm sorry. If you haven't paid the debt yet, then it's all your money and you can ask it back. Right. No, 10 would even more be Kizchi. We've already established that 10 is Kizchi. Here, it's even whole is Kizchi. <laughs> That's going to be the ongoing question for today, whether Holach is Kizri or not. Maybe yes. we'll work the other way around. Let's say uh, Charlie then sends Hanan over 
to you to you know for the depth to come right. know, wherever it is and he says I want it to be some sort of middle position where you know well you give it to him, according to Ra according to Rav if, uh, if a middle position is possible and I'm okay with it then why not Rav allows for it yeah, well, what would he have to what would he say I'm Tanan I'm sending you we're actually going to see a case like that I'm sending you to collect my debt but I'm not telling but I'm telling you that I, do, that I will not consider it paid until I get the money in my pocket if I'm stupid enough to give Hanan the money and go along with that then according to Rob that's so that, such a phenomenon can exist you have to be informed I mean, if I have to tell you that yeah you know, if this stomp comes to you from Charlie yeah you really want to give it to him then, then you're already off of it, right? Right. Presumably, if he's a shaliach and I don't know otherwise or whatever, then that means that he's empowered him that he's fully right in taking possession. Right. But yeah, but if Rav allows for such a strange middle position, yeah. What about Migo? Is Migo, is it since he could have said ten but said holy, or is it since he's responsible? No, responsible? the second. And it's not Migo like we use. Other times we use Migo with a very technical term that means like I'm believed about A because I could have claimed to be right. here it just means here, here it doesn't have that technical meaning here it only means like that you know Shmuel's argument is that you can't have it halfway okay so all Migo here means is that Shmuel's point that you don't have such a middle position that if you're going to be able if the debt isn't paid then the other side does not cannot take partial possession of it okay that's all it means it's not a gener- it's not the general sort of technical idea of Migo no 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 it's just it's just Shmuel's sort of logical position that you can't have it halfway. Okay? Or you can't have it both ways, depending on how you want to look at it. Okay, anyway. <laughs> All right. So, so now the Gemara says like this. Exactly. Well, that's exactly it. Okay, the Gemara says like this. Um, okay. Tiny Gavasi to Rav. Now, we learned like Rav. Holich Manaliploni, deliver this money to this so and so. Shani Chayavlo, that I owe him. Ten Manaliploni, Shani Chayavlo, or give it to him. Holich Manaliploni, Picardon Sheshlobiadi, or go ahead and bring him this Picardon that I owe him ten manuploni pikadon sheish labiadi or give so whether you say holech or whether you say ten whether it's money that's owed or a pikadon that's owed okay so in all those cases um so you're still responsible if anything gets lost but you cannot retract once you've given it over to this other guy this guy now can take uh, possession of it enough to prevent to, to say I refuse to give it back to you I'm holding on to it for, the, for Charlie Okay, There's so there is no difference. That's the point of this bracha to say whether you said ten, whether you said holach, whether it's a man, whether it's a pikadon. No matter what, in all those cases, uh, you can't retract, and uh, but you're still responsible. Okay, so the gemara says like this. Um, Lema, okay, so the gemara says pikadon. One minute by a pikadon. Why can um, why why can Hanan if I'm giving back? Charlie's uh, nice gold watch to Hanan to deliver, not $100, then why do we assume that Hanan is Zochin? Until now, he's been great. He's, uh, he's totally served this other side's interest. He prevented me from coming back, and he, ha- he you know, it's not yet paid up, which is perfect. Like, it's the, the other guy is, in the, is golden, is exactly in the best position. But the best is one minute. If it's because on the other side isn't golden. Because if I'm giving him my golden watch, okay, the other, <laughs> Charlie's gold watch, okay, you know, very expensive watch, the other side says, it's all very nice that uh, Rabbi Linzer here is still high of Bachrayus until I get the thing or whatever. But you know that's a really expensive watch that has a lot of sentimental value. Like I don't care about the money. I don't want anybody handling it. I only trust Rabbi Linzer to handle it. So I'm not okay with Hanan just self-representing himself. You know, you know, just uh, I didn't appoint Hanan a shaliach. You know, so why, why, why can he? Why is he seen as my representative to take possession of that for me? It's not in my interest for anybody other. You know 
Torah than Rabbi Linzer to be handling that watch, okay? So by Tikkun, why didn't he say Lamalay? Why does why doesn't why don't me who gave it now? Of course, I was one who gave it to Hanan, but nevertheless, let I can say to Hanan, Hanan, you can't take possession of that for Charlie. Charlie maybe doesn't want you handling it altogether. Of course, I was the one who gave it to Hanan to give it to Charlie, but nevertheless, we can't assume that Charlie is representing Hanan's interest. Hanan is representing Charlie's interest by holding on to that. Lamalay, let me say to him. Uh, where were we? Um, you know what? Charlie doesn't want anybody else handling this watch. Okay? So give it back to me. I was wrong to have given it to you. Um, give it back to me. I'll give it to Charlie. Okay? Oh, no. I'm holding on to it. I don't know. You, you can't say you're representing his interests. He doesn't want anybody else handling handle, holding on to it. Give it back to me. I'll give it to Charlie. So the Gemara says, I'm Rabzei No, no, no. You're right. In a normal case, you could say that. And you could demand the Pikadon back. But here the case was, was that I've been denying for the last two years because I really had my eye on that watch. So anytime Charlie asked for it, I denied that I had it. What are you talking about? What? Who knows? What watch? What are you talking about? So finally, my conscience got the better of me. Okay, it's Arab Rosh Hashanah. Okay, I'm doing some tshuva. My conscience got the better of me. In that case, you know what? It is in Charlie's interest that somebody else hold on to that watch other than me. Okay? Because I, I might, my Yetzirah might kick in again. Okay? So that's why. So basically what we said is we allow for a middle position that once that that I've given it over, so I'm okay with the other side taking possession. This uh, shaliach is seen as automatically representing the interests of the other side, and it's a possible middle position where the others the debt is not yet paid, the pikadon is not yet returned, but I can't retract. And even in the case of pikadon, where we could say I should be able to retract because I could claim it's not in the other side's interests for somebody else to be holding on to it. No, there are cases when it is in the clearly that's better for the other side, and when. I clearly is better for the other side it's the same idea that I'm still responsible and I can't retract yes now we have back to a bar of situation we have to evaluate uh, it's a good point you know why the Gemara isn't concerned about that I guess the difference is that before we were dealing with something that was like a Kenyan like you know a mechanism for transferring you know ownership and then you're not going to say well for you Hagba works and for somebody else it doesn't for you Mashiach it's like a, a mechanism for transferring property whereas here we're talking about whether somebody becomes another person's representative. So it's not the question isn't like the mechanism, it's like... On the, on the evaluation of the protagonist. But yes, but it is true. It is case by case. I mean, that is true. It's sort of like the difference between the get and the star shikra. Like, can we say, you know, when do we say you represent the other side might be somewhat case by case, you know, dependent. Now, of course, you are right because really, like, what would the Chachamim say in a case where clearly this shalia, or this slave was like, you know, I mean, I mean, in Rome, they used to have it, like, you know, that slaves could own slaves and they could be very wealthy or whatever. You know, what would they do if it actually, in a particular case, it actually was clear that it was in the slave's interest to remain a slave, right? Would the Chachamim say, okay, well, in that case, it doesn't work? Or would they sort of say, no, 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 like, we have to be categorical about it. So you're right, like, even in some of these questions about, you know, when are you seen as representing the other side, you know, but the sense one gets is putting the Chachamim's issue about slaves aside, that that issue, do we say, we do evaluate case by case. One minute, do we say zachin here? Is it in the person's interest? Is it not in the person's interest? You know, and that does seem from the Gemara that that is a case by case assessment. Yeah. But this position would presumably be the Holech and uh, Tain, maybe. Artisri. 
middle ground, but if I said Zechid, then that's totally... No, no, yeah. no, no, that's what I'm saying. Holoch and Ten are 100% Kizchi. I would be happy for Charlie to own it 100%. For my side, I want him to take full possession of it. Charlie is not prepared to have Hanan take full possession of it. And Charlie's interest is for Hanan to only take partial possession of it. So I'm prepared for it to be fully taken over. The other side is in their interest only half take it. And that's why it's in this middle position. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. No, sir. Well, unless unless you know Charlie for sure would be okay from the very beginning. Or Charlie made him a Shaliyah. Yeah. Unless you're a scoundrel, in which case he wants it out of your hands. Uh, yes, but he wants it out of my hands, but he doesn't want it paid back yet. Right. He wants, he, it's always in his interest to have a middle position that I can't retract, but it hasn't yet been paid back until he receives it. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Now we're going to have some cases. Rashaishis had some money on credit that was owed to him. He had sold some Sarvalai, some, um, some coats. If you look at Rashi, coat, Balaz. See that Rashi? Eight lines from the bottom. Coat, Balaz. Anyway, he had sold, sold some coats in Mechuza, and people owed him money, and he was trying to collect from his debtors, from the people who had, he had, had on credit. Okay, so I'm going to have Yosef Barchama. So he said to Rav Yosef Barchama, who was on his way to Mechuza, he said to him, You know what? Bahadi the on your way back, I seen Uniali. Bring it to me. If you if you wouldn't mind stopping by, maybe he, he was like you know you know a collector, big guy, big muscles or whatever. I <laughs> know. Anyway, if you wouldn't mind stopping by to the people that owe me the money and uh, bring it back to me next time you visit Machusa. Okay, so he is going now. He, I am appointing him a shaliach. Okay, it's very clear. You don't even need any zuch in principle. I explicitly appointed him a shaliach, and I'm asking him to collect the debt from these people. Okay, so. So, he went, they gave him the money they owed him. They said to him, so, you know, let's do, let's do a Kenyan from you, a Kenyan Suda, that you basically will agree that if anything goes wrong, and if the money gets lost or whatever, that we're fully paid up, that our debt is paid up, we're done. Amalu in, he said, fine. So, in the end, though, he avoided them. He never actually did the Kinyan to agree that the debt would be considered fully paid up. Okay, so basically, he was in the position that was the best to represent this other side's interest. He had possession of the money, but the debt was not paid up until the money was actually delivered. Okay, which was perfect for this other side. Okay. He also, for aside, he also, when he came to Ravshatius, Amalis Ravshatius said to him, um, you did good that you did not uh, you know obligate yourself to be responsible if something went wrong you should not make yourself the, the, you know the fulfill this pasuk that said that the, the uh, debtor is a slave to the creditor so don't put yourself in their debt don't agree to be responsible if something goes wrong okay it's like the opposite for like it's declining the insurance here you decline being liable <laughs> okay so Anyway, don't, don't be liable for it. I don't want the debt to be paid until I get the money, and you should not have agreed to have been liable if something went wrong. Okay? Lishachrini, another version is, he said, you did good not to agree to be liable to them if something went wrong. Why? Why did you do good? They're my debtors. 
They're my servants, meaning they're resp- it's their responsibility. They're fully responsible until the debt is paid off. Why should you agree to assume some of that responsibility? I sent you to bring the money to me, but they should not be off the hook until I get the money. And you did good to refuse to agree to get them off the hook. So here we see that even if the creditor makes the guy a shaliach, he can make him a shaliach only to, in, to limit it to his best interests. I want you to be a shaliach to receive the money, but not to consider the debt paid off. Now, on my side though, if the guy comes and says, Ruvain wants his money, give me the money, I'll bring it to him, and I'll say, uh, if I'm not considered to have been paying off the debt by giving it to you, I'm not giving it to you. I'm only waiting to give it to him. I'm entitled to do that, okay? Every side should sort of defend their own best interest. Meaning, you should, don't you have the right to assume that if he's sending the guy... Apparently not. Apparently not. Why? We should assume that everybody's acting in their own best interest. Okay, so now, of course, if I say, go tell him that I won't give you the money until you, he agrees that I'm paying, I've, I've paid off once I've given it to you, okay, then we'll get him to agree to that. Okay, you know, life isn't what you deserve, it's what you negotiate. So, where is it like this? Um, so, Rav Achai, Rav Achai, no, I did not make that one up. Rav Achai, they tell that when, they, you know, in these books, they're talking about how, like, negotiate for your salary or something, right? You don't get what you deserve in life, you get what you negotiate. Okay, Rav now, he, and someone in Narda was holding on to a goblet of silver of his. I think that's what an Ispaka is. A goblet of silver. Is that what the English says? Goblet or something? It's like the yeah. silver. Right, exactly. A goblet of silver of his in Narda. Okay, he wanted to retrieve it. Amul Reb Dostai, he says Reb Dostai, Reb Yanai, Reb Yosef, Reb Kefar. So he said to these two rabbis, On your way back from that place, where was it? In Narda, bring it to me. So I'm trying to get my goblet back, all right? So they went, They gave, they gave, the, they gave these rabbis the goblet to bring back. They said to him, Wait, wait, wait. We're going to do, after they gave the goblet, they realized that they were a little too quick to give him the goblet. And they were, all right. We want you to do a Kenyan to agree that now we're done. That you, if anything goes wrong, it's your responsibility. We're done. We've paid out, we've paid back, we've given back the goblet. So, Amri Lahu, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> so, so, Amri Lahu, they said back, I hate the I'm fine, give us the goblet back. So, which they don't have to do, as we've been learning. They can hold on to the goblet, right? Until the word, you know, they have the best of both worlds here. So, do stab Rabbi Yama Amrilu in. Fine. You want the goblet back? Yes. Okay. Rabbi Yosi broke Amrilu. No! No! I'm not giving you the goblet back. We're holding on to it. And we're not, you're still not off the hook. So, how come it's Saralei? So they were giving this Reb Yossi Bar-Kefar a hard time. They were maybe, uh, you know, beating him up and saying, give us back the goblet. We're not agreeing to this. So, so, so then he, Reb Yossi Bar-Kefar, that was being beaten up, because remember, Reb Dustai was prepared to give it back. So he said to Reb Dustai, look what they're doing to me, they're beating me up. So, um, um, what they're doing, Amalu, Tav, good, Romule, beat him up. So good, like he, he was not helping out. He said, there you go, they should be, be good. It's good that they're beating you up. Give them the goblet back, okay? So this is a little interesting. I mean, he's not representing the side of the person he was sent for. So ki also the when they finally came back to, who was it? Uh, Rabbi Yoshaya. 
Amalek, but Rishai said, um, uh, I'm sorry, what's his name? He said, the one who was being beaten up. Rabbi Yosef Ber Kefar say, Chazimar, did you see Lamisai Losian, El Amalehutnam, we tell Ramalek? Look, so he said, did you see what, is this, you know, what, what, uh, uh, um, Reb Dusai did? Not only did he not help me out when I was being beaten up and, and represent your interests, he said to these guys, it's good that you're beating him up. So, what, what was this? So, Amalek, why'd you do that? Why did you not uh, defend, you know, my interests? Why did you say beat him up? Well, you know, what's going on here? Amalek, he said to him, look, you don't understand the people we were dealing with. Osim and Adam, those people, Hain Amma, they are like an Amma, now, there must be, I don't know what, I mean, Amma is only a cubit, but whatever, who knows, whatever, you know, whatever, you know, I don't know, something is, they're like, uh, meaning, meaning, they're people of great stature, they're huge, okay, Hain Amma, the Kovan Amma, their, their, their helmets are an Amma, Umidabi Michetzyeyen, they talk from their, like, diaphragm, from their centers, they, they have thundering voices, okay, these are like big, important, you know, people who can beat us up. They're very names and still terror in people. What are their names? Arda, the Arto, Pili, Pili, Barish. So, so, whatever. So, anyway, what? Exactly. Very frightening names. Omikfoso, if they say, you know, put somebody in, 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 you know, in chains, coast him, then they'll be bound up. Omimarogu, if they say, execute somebody, Hargib, then that person gets executed. So, you know what? Uh, it was in, it was in my own <laughs> self, like just you know self preservation here that I agreed to give them the goblet back. What was I going to say? You hardwest Dustai, if they had killed Dustai, me, Nina from Yanai Abba Barkabosi, who would have given Yanai my father a son in my exchange. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of me, right? It's just Cyprus Yana. You know what? Uh, I was like a little just preserving my life there, okay? So that's why I agreed to give the cup back. That's why when this, he was saying, oh, look what they're beating me up. I had a side with them, okay? And then you have to, so, really I, yeah, obviously it was not, I, you know, legally, I should have refused to give it, but I was a little bit just saving myself there, okay? Amalei, Bnei Adam Alalu, those, so he said, these people, growing Lamalchusain, do they have connections with the government? So he said, um, I'm a lay hain, yes. So, meaning that they can get away with what they want, with whatever they would do. So they have horses and uh, um, mules that will like, uh, that, that, uh, that run in front of them. So I'm a lay hain, yes. I'm a lay, oh, okay. And then that was good. That's smart. You should have just given them the, uh, the cup back. All right, anyway. A nice little humor, humorous break. The Persian Empire was like a fascist dictator. I guess. Anyway, the principle being... It's all very nice about what you're legally entitled to, but you know, you need to assess the situation. All right, I know. So the guy, you know, the two, you, you and Charlie case, and then you said, mm-hmm. Right. So you obviously want Charlie to, you know, once I want the other to always be obligated, unless I want to be completely, you know, off the hook. Right. So me as a Shalia, right, so I, I can't say yes to anything, right? Because in other words, I'm not, I'm not allowed to. Right. So that has to be directly with Oh, uh, that's an interesting question. If you were to do a Kenyan that said Charlie was off the hook, 
are you doing like who since when did I empower you that way right maybe you're accepting responsibility to me if something goes wrong it's a very good point like in all these discussions it sounds like if they had done a Kenyan Charlie would be off the hook right why is that like am I implicitly when I make you a Shalia saying that if you do if, 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 if I get to the feel that you can and if you do a Kenyan then uh, then essentially you're acting on my you know representing my interests or are you just obligating yourself with that Kenyan that's a very good question I have to check into that yeah that's a good point okay so now the words are like this okay so now that was a whole interesting thing about a middle status where we sort of established that Holech was Kishchi but that uh, the other side only wants to take partial possession and according to Rav they're able to now we're going to continue with this I go say to Michael here Michael go ahead you bring this hundred dollars to Jonathan there and it's, maybe it's not even paying off a debt I'm just giving him a gift okay so it's a gift and Holech is Kishchi and as soon as I say go ahead and uh, deliver it to him then you should take possession of it for him right so not Jonathan somebody else go for Ruvein and then you went to look it out find him and you couldn't find him okay because um, because and the reason you couldn't find him is he had died okay so in that case no as we're about to see Tani Chado one bright that teaches Yachzru LeMishalech bring it back to me the Tani Ida the other bright teaches to, to Ruvain's children okay so basically it's the question with as soon as I say go ahead and bring this hundred dollars to Ruvain did Ruvain take possession at that moment if the answer is yes and even if Ruvain is dead then Ruvain's kids get it if Ruvain didn't take possession and Ruvain is dead then you bring it back to me so that seems to be a debate of whether Holech is Kishchi until now we've been assuming Holech is Kishchi okay so let's say this is the debate whether as soon as I say bring this hundred dollars to Ruvain whether it means bizocha in it for Ruvain and whether Ruvain owns it immediately okay so everybody would say Holech is not Kishchi which is quite fascinating because until this moment we were assuming that everybody said Holech is Kishchi and we had a bright as it said it explicitly okay but now we're going to say it's not Kishchi if it's not Kishchi why would it go to Ruvain's heirs okay so um, so the case where you deliver it to Ruvain's heirs is when the person saying bring this hundred dollars to Ruvain is on his deathbed so the reason you give it to the heirs of Ruvain is Ruvain doesn't own, owe the money the only yes it is true in this case Ruvain when the guy's on his deathbed Ruvain owns the money as soon as the money is given not because Holich is Kishchi but because it's a deathbed bequest and a deathbed bequest takes effect right away Okay, so in general, Holoch is not Kizchi, and Ruvain doesn't get the money till it arrives to him, and if he's dead, it goes back. But in a deathbed bequest, it does work. Okay? They're both deathbed bequests. Again, once again saying Holoch is not Kizchi, against what we said earlier. So for cases Bari, Ruvain does not owe the money. The only way Ruvain could owe the money, own, excuse me, own, the only way Ruvain could own the money is because it was a deathbed bequest. If it's a deathbed bequest, what's the issue? Then, of course, it should go, it should go to Ruvain's heirs. So, um, now the question is, when did Ruvain die? Okay? So, if the guy in his deathbed bequest said, give $100 to Ruvain, if Ruvain was already dead at that time, it didn't take effect. If Ruvain was alive, 
then it took effect, and then Ruben died, and then it goes to Ruben's heirs. Okay? So different ways of explaining the debate, but quite interesting that the Gemara is trying to argue against what we said before, that Holech is not Kizuchi. And the reason it would work would be because of some way in which it was a deathbed bequest. Okay? Okay, the guy is healthy, so then why is it going to work? Is it going to be because Holech is chi? No, there's going to be a different reason it's going to work. What's the issue? What happened was, the guy who sent the $100, he said, Holech this money to Ruvain. He's healthy. Okay, Ruvain's healthy, the guy is healthy, whatever. Okay, so... Why will Ruvain owe the money? Own the money, excuse me. Not because Holech is Kishchi, but because the Mishaleach then dies. Mishaleach dies, so what? Holech is in Kishchi, but there's another principle. Somebody said something and then he died, even though he was healthy. So we deliver it to Ruvain, okay, in order to fulfill the wishes that the person expressed before he died, which is not a deathbed bequest. Deathbed bequest, it automatically takes effect. Mitzvah mm-hmm. Lechaim means the, the, the heirs have a responsibility to fulfill the wishes of the guy. Okay, so when it says you deliver it to Reuven's heirs, it was basically that first the guy died, the Mishalech died. That created a responsibility on, on the Mishalech's heirs to satisfy Ru, his wishes. Then Reuven died. Fine. So you couldn't give it to Reuven. You give it to Reuven's heirs because it was possible to give it to Reuven after the Mishalech died. But if first Reuven died and then the Mishalech died, so when the Mishalech died and they became Dibe HaMais, Reuven was already dead and the wishes couldn't be fulfilled at that moment, then there's no Mitzvah Lechaim Dibe HaMais. I can argue otherwise. I can say, like, listen, you know, I'm, I'm the sound of whoever it is that yeah. like so some say like, listen you know these two guys had a really good relationship you didn't know they did. right it you could know. be I understand the idea you are correct the idea that you would say since it's not an automatic transfer of the property it becomes just an obligation to fulfill the wishes the that you would maybe yeah. the guy would have to be alive not only when the Mishalech died but even when the money was being delivered it's yeah. true that's true okay but the Gemara is using it as a way to get to a similar result as Shriv Meira a similar result to the guy being on the the deathbed is that the guy was w- alive and healthy and then he died and then it becomes a special obligation of mitzvah l'kayim. So either because of the special halacha of a deathbed request of divay shchiv or because the guy was healthy and then died and it's mitzvah l'kayim, that's what creates the obligation to deliver the money but ultimately not holech. Holech is lav kizuchi. Okay, so the Gemara takes what clearly seemed to be at least one side of the debate that it works just because automatically it works. Holech kizuchi, what we were assuming and explains it all into a, a a special case. Okay? Yes? Are these cases in the case of Shibira? The guy is Shibira, but the intended recipient dies before this guy dies. Uh, right. So, the, so that's a good question, right, by the Shibira, because the Shibira, it sort of takes effect immediately until... You asked a very good question, which I don't want to answer now because it's—I mean, because I mean, it's—it's it's complicated. But the shchimera, you're right. It's like—is is it that the word the shchimera words take effect immediately on the? Um, eventuality that the guy does die, uh, the, the, the guy in his deathbed does die. Okay, as opposed to you know the the, the, mitzvah, the, the fact because um, because uh, what do you call it? because in the case of the shchimira it said um, you know um, you know. Uh, 
Yeah, let's just hold off. Actually, I have to double check some of that. Okay, but you're right. It's a good question to ask by the Shemira as well. Which is when does the actual thing you know take effect? Um, hold on, let me just check Rashi. Um, one minute. Yeah, I mean, Rashi says, I had Isa, you know, Bishat Matmos, Rashi says, Vishliach Zachabahen Miyad. Anyway, yeah, I'll double. I'm going to. I'll double check on that. But the case is, but uh, you're right that the case of the shimira, you know, it's uh, it take uh, assuming the shimira dies, it takes effect immediately. Um, all right. So now the gemara says like this. Um, where are we? Okay. So gemara um, says like this. Um, you know, let's end here because the next bright is going to be, and it's not complicated, but you have to a little bit hold cop. I mean, so it's just going to start. We'll, we'll end here and we'll pick up tomorrow with this whole issue about holech and the guy who sends something to be delivered, and then the uh, recipient or the or the mishalech dies, and whether it gets delivered or not. So just to remind what we said now, and then we'll pick up here tomorrow. If the guy says go ahead deliver, and then the person he sent it to isn't around, whether it goes back to the mishalech or not, see the simple debate would seem to be is when he says deliver it to the guy does the other side owe it right, own it right away or not and rather than sort of accepting that there's a debate of even though we've been assuming the Gemara gives a whole series of explanations that is not and that the reason that it works is because some scenario of either and that's why it's working but a normal scenario of says the Gemara would not be different than what we had been saying before so we were going to pick up with this and a bright uh, working through a brighter that exactly is about this type of a case, which will take us to the end of the parak. We'll pick up with that.